Friends and you are my friends, and welcome into your most comprehensive, balanced Ipswich Town podcast. There is available. We will discuss everything to do with Ipswich Town this week, from markers of the statement to the game yesterday to the game midweek. There's been two games this week, and it just they seem a million miles apart from each other, almost like they were played in different seasons. As always, we, we we thank you for joining us this afternoon. And we thank you to every single Talking Town Hall of Famer. There are more names to add to that list. So thank you so much. And as always, you can support the show via the links available in the chat. So um, yesterday we, 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 we won, much to some, anno- some fans' annoyance. Um, not mine, obviously, as you can see. I come with a, a poster on the wall of the manager. That tells you straight away what this show is all about. Uh, and we would like to have your input so as always please get yourself uh, busy in the chat and or if you want to go one step further and say do you know what i want my voice heard i want my voice unfiltered you are more than welcome on this show as the introduction there with the beautiful matthew phillips singing that beautiful song trust me this afternoon you will be replaying it in your head it's it's, it's definitely an earworm uh, you are more than welcome on the show. Just ask for the link. I can see Andrew Arbin's in the chat. Welcome in, Andrew. Stephen Perry, good afternoon. Uh, Paul Hedger, good afternoon. Uh, Terry. JT, the legend that is JT. JT, thank you so much for your contribution last night, my man. I really appreciate that. Stuart Codling, good afternoon. And Callie, the man, the myth, the legend. So, hopefully we'll have uh, sore feet for the beat joining us towards the end of the show today to discuss um, some fantastic news that he has to share. Harry Butcher, I don't really rate none as a player, but he always seems to pop up with good goals. Well, I'm sure we'll discuss that in just a second. As always, you can um, help this show in growing by sharing it to your, your timeline. If you're on Facebook, hit the share button or tag a friend. If you're on Twitter, retweet it. I will bring in the man that joined me yesterday um, for the match day ticket. He is, of course, our uh, resident media mogul, bringing you yesterday's news today or is it tomorrow's news today I, I forget either way here he is Afternoon, Matthew. How are you? Good afternoon. How are we all? I'm good. I'm good, thank you. I'm in a chat. It's a beautiful really song, by the way. Uh, well, yeah, back in my songwriting days. Yeah, yeah. It's a really good little tune. I would have brought Cruncher in first, but 
he's disappeared off off the uh, off the dashboard so i'm waiting for him to return so i brought you in first uh matt yesterday uh, obviously we'll, we'll touch on the game and we'll go into it more detail obviously during the trip yeah. during the show and when cruncher returns what were your 24-hour thoughts post-match now you know we've, we've gone past the, the highs and the lows that you have after the game what 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 what, what are you left with I was well. I was neither in a high or a low yesterday. To be honest with you, I still feel like we're prolonging the the inevitable that Lambert will go at some point. But we'll get into that a little bit later, I guess. Um, didn't play very well, particularly. Plymouth looked like they were a fairly good side, and then of course the changing moment was the the two yellows for Mayer that got him sent off, of which Ryan Lowe, their manager, thought was incredibly harsh. But the fact was, he was time wasting because they did take a good minute to take that corner. They really did, yeah. And then it was like a little petulant trip on uh well, i can't remember it was dobro or somebody um yeah oh, so i didn't see go. it i'll be honest <laughs> <laughs> so he's peeling go. onions <laughs> i don't know i don't know a half time my head had gone my what? my threshold had been reached and yeah then I saw your eyes a... half time and then when you're peeling in the onions presumably yeah and then so i thought right we're having a sausage casserole for dinner i'm going to go and get a head start on the veg <laughs> and then i heard it so i came back into the living room to see it yeah. yeah, so that was the turning point. So 72 minutes weren't very good. 73 minutes on. Suddenly, I mean, like I said on the show yesterday, that's the second time Plymouth have done that this season. They were one up against Portsmouth at home. Then they let in literally two in like two minutes. Well, this time, I think it was two in a minute, wasn't it? With it the goals. It certainly was, yeah. Um, it was a great strike from Nolan. He does, we were talking about him yesterday, weren't we? You know, he does his better work progressing forward. And there he was on the edge of the box. Um, He's and then, got yeah, a knack of popping up. Yeah, yes. It's just don't uh, your hat on him. Yeah. yeah. Interestingly, he I looked at a heat map yesterday. I'm into this now. Thanks you to Adam. Those, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam Flatt and that app he told us about. Um, he was sat back further than McGavin was in terms of the overall play, which was interesting because we didn't know how that was going to pan out or how those two would play together yesterday. But McGavin was actually, in terms of the heat map across the 90 minutes or how many minutes they played, he was the more progressive midfielder. But yeah, Nolan was there on the edge of the box to score that goal. Um, so yeah, they did show a winning mindset. Switch. They were clinical to win the game, albeit against 10 men. Um, we've not really seen that much this season. So as I said yesterday, we just probably need to play against 10 men every week and we'll be in the championship in no time. Uh, I can <laughs> see the cruncher is back, so I'll bring him in just a second. Before I do, Matt, do you think we're the only podcast to have that man on, Paul Lambert? I, I, would, I would imagine so. I mean, well... So, Someone sent you that, didn't they? A little gift, the two pound fifty they've sent, they've spent on you. <laughs> I, when I find out who it is, you know, but that, I just thought, hang on, we've got Paul Lambert on the show, technically, you know, and um, he might Your use a bit more. Allowed you to blue tack that to the wall. Well, she's she's not happy. She's not happy. No, um, but we will get into Paul Lambert and, and his press conference, I'm sure, yeah. throughout the show, because it was another yes. interesting one yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Leighton Durant, lovely chest down from Hawkins to Jackson. Mm, was. Best. Only things ever done for us. Other, other than score against crew, of course. <laughs> yeah, Tom Page, no more impressive than McGavin for me. Also thought Judge look. You see, now this is what I was saying yesterday, wasn't it, though, Matt, about how John Nolan looking more impressive than Brett McGavin should not be seen as a, as a oh, my God, he's better than Brett McGavin. We paid money for John Nolan. He should be better than Brett McGavin. Yeah, but they're also working in a tandem, aren't they, as well? I mean, you, you don't kind of like single out players and say, oh, he's miles better than each other. When they when they were sitting in that sort of, that that three, that two, two out of the three midfield, they've got to be working together, haven't they? But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, Nolan's been around the block. 
He's played for a lot of clubs. Started his career at Everton. McGavin's, you know, he only played what game count? Only games on one hand, can you? So, so impressed with him, though. I'm so impressed with him, and I'll, yeah, I'll like get Cruncher in now because he's a Brett McGavin fan. So, guys, flash photography incoming. Cruncher, Brett McGavin. Is he making the club regret the Colskews contract deal every time he puts a pair of football boots on? Don't be silly. Don't be silly? Don't be silly. Talking nonsense. About Brett McGavin? No, about Scoos. Oh. <laughs> so so <laughs> he is making the club regret the contract deal? Well, we've talked about that contract before. It's a waste of time, isn't it? He's doing some coaching in Ipswich at the school now, isn't he? I see. Yeah. Is it St. Joseph's or something? Is that he's anyway, look at me, nice jumper. Look at that. Mm. It's a very nice jumper. It's a very yes. nice. Were you impressed with McGavin yesterday? Like, but are you, um, I know we've mentioned the contract before, Crunch, but are you? did you expect this much from him this early? I wouldn't go as far as Johnny Duncan saying he's going to be um, world-class. No, look, look, we're all big fans of McGavin. I thought yesterday... He had a quiet game, I thought. Um, I didn't think he was terrible, but I didn't really think he um, put his stamp on the game. It wasn't really a surprise to me when they made the change and he came off. Um, but I'd still, I'd expect him to probably still start next week. You'll bring, you'll bring Dizelle back in. I think uh, I think Lancaster might sort of go out the 11. I'll bring McGavin in and that'd be the only change from, um, from the team for next week for me, unless they've got injuries and anyone coming back, which... Um, Paul Lambert never knows, so. <laughs> well, he does. He doesn't like to just reveal <laughs> too tell. much yeah. Um, yeah. in the press. I think a lot of it is gamesmanship. You know, a lot of it is not letting the opposition know who to prepare for, who who, who to expect. Uh, and, and I think that plays into the Phil Hand thing, doesn't it? Because he, he, if, if that is such an issue for Paul, that is why he is the way he is on a Friday morning with the press, because he doesn't want the opposition having that that advantage over his club. Well, he, totally want to do the, he doesn't want to do the media either, I don't think. He's not particularly media-friendly, is he? Nonsense, isn't it, Matt? Mm, yeah, he's a little bit. I mean, I knew someone who used to interview him when he was at Colchester, and they said it was like getting blood out of a stone. So I think he's always... I, th- I do still feel like he's probably a very different character behind the scenes, but he obviously doesn't like the media. He obviously doesn't like Brennan asking him too difficult a question, which he found out after the Oxford game. And they weren't particularly difficult questions were they they weren't exactly what you'd be getting in the firing line at a press conference in the Premier League for example it was a asking why we drew nil-nil with Oxford <laughs> yeah do you think Lance we'll, we'll start with Paul Lambert um, before we go into yesterday's thoughts with Cruncher on, on the game and get them yeah. in more detail I know he was on the ticket after the game but do you think yesterday's press conference afterwards the cryptic interviews we saw something like that post Gillingham where hmm. he was then given a five-year deal. Now, yeah. I don't want people to suddenly get up. Ten-year contract. <laughs> well, he's not going to get a 10-year contract. Um, it is December. Let's try and keep the spirits high. But it was strange yesterday, wasn't it, guys? And, and do, maybe do you think he had a chat with Evans or 
there was a lack of chat from Evans during the week where he was kind of given the green light to to say what he likes or not say what he likes. Like, was yesterday Paul Lambert sort of backing away from the media and saying, do you know what, I'm not going to give you anything to write or anything to post? Maybe. Maybe. He kept sort of saying, move on, didn't he? We'll move yeah. on. Yeah. Like, I know what's I wrong, am. but I won't say it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was that was very interesting, that, wasn't it? That's the take home from the whole interview, wasn't it? I know what, where, what was it? What we need to improve or where we're going wrong or something? But I'll keep those thoughts to myself. Mind. He said he got something. What did he got on his mind? He said he got something on his mind, didn't he? He did. Yes. Mm. Um, stuff was on his mind, and when when he was asked again further, would the win lift the negativity? He said something on the lines of, "I know what needs to happen to lift the negativity, yeah. but I'll keep that to myself." Yeah. Probably him leaving. Yeah. Probably him leaving. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no. yeah. This man behind me would probably think actually of banning all you lot. Because I ain't got to answer any questions then. And they can't be negative. Because he thinks they're being negative. Whether we think it whether they, or not, he thinks it. And that's the most important thing because he's the guy answering the questions. It's pulled out by the results, isn't it, at the end of the day? I mean, look, we, I mean, I had a little chat with sorry, David, who sits next to me at Portman Road yesterday on WhatsApp. Up, and he, uh, yeah, yeah, great guy, David. And uh, he was like, you know, he, he agreed with Lambert in a way. He said, we don't, we don't want this negativity to filter into the squad and everything. And I said, yeah, but he's lucky to still be in the role. Should have gone in March, really. And he said, well, that was last season, Matt. That's a closed book now. I said, well, it's not really. Because we're still... It's a continuation of the book for me. Because the, the performances haven't got any better. And we've only won the game really yesterday because we, they went down to 10 men. We were well on the way to losing that game 1 or 2 nil. I felt. That's the reality. But the reality, of course, is we got the three points. Happy days. We but did. It, was, it took a red card, which you're not going to get in every game. <laughs> well, change, did it take a red card, Cruncher? Or did it take Lambert changing the game? Because he changed that game yesterday. Yeah, he did make. Yeah, he made. He made a couple of substitutions, bringing on um, Hawkins. Obviously, went two up. Um, look, Matt. Hindsight's a great thing, you know. It's 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 mm. it's all right for everyone to say we wouldn't have won that game if they had eleven on the pitch. Nobody knows that. No one knows what would have happened. We yeah. we could all say it probably looked like we might lose, you know. Mm. But Plymouth, I thought they ran out of gas. I thought yeah. exactly when they went down to ten, it was. Like I um I posted the um Ryan Lowe interview to you guys earlier, and he was saying that um he would have been uh, what was the guy who got sent off um Mayer Danny Mayer yeah he would have filled them gaps obviously where um Nolan was, which is a fair point. And if you look at it, I thought the first yellow, I thought it was that was very harsh. You know, this yeah. thirty five minutes to go, and he's booked in for time wasting. I agreed a bit. I was, was sat there myself thinking, uh, when is he going to take this corner? Yeah, but would would every referee give a yellow, Matt? This is what I'm saying. You, it's the inconsistencies because we see in the first half, I watched it back this morning, the penalty on Jack Lancaster is absolutely nailed on. And how he gives a free... I watched it three times. How he gives a free kick to them, there's nothing there. Mm. Mm. That is yeah, a stone wall. So I we could say... I yesterday over that. Yeah, I, Martin yeah, told me we could say... That would have that would have changed the game. We could have gone one nil up, and it'd have been a different game. It's, it's all like little incidents in games. But I thought, to be fair, the way we come back when immediately they went down to ten, we sort of we got right on the front foot, and we went out, and we got them two goals quick. Mm. And then I thought we sat back a little bit after that. I thought we might go on and get another goal. When at the end, it was a little bit sort of scary moments. Cornell obviously came out, and well, um. McGuinness got in his way, didn't he? And then they had a bit of a rap. What was it with... Um, did you get on the feed yesterday? Cornell was wearing two different colours. 
shirts. Yes, <laughs> yeah. we did. Yeah. Orange and then orange. pink, pink then pink, orange. Yeah. Pink. I think it was pink. I've got no idea. I've got zero like, no, ideas, to be honest with you. Yeah, but, um, it was weird. That referee decisions, guys. Sunderland, we were on the way to winning that game before that referee changed it. So they evened themselves out, right? Because yeah. we were, you know, we were having the better of the play. Lancaster just blazed over the bar from six yards out. We were on top. Then Andre got sent off, and there's that, that there's that million debate. We've had it before. We won't go back into it. So this was the evening out, wasn't it? Where you could say uh, harsh, but it helped us in this occasion. But this is this is where our fans are Martin, because when it when it works forward, they will say we wouldn't have won that game. We wouldn't have won that game yet. I know Matt will still say it was a penalty. It was not a penalty, you know, and that cost us in that game. So we have to give a little bit of leeway. It seems sometimes I look, I'm as big as fan, but sometimes you do have to give the manager a bit of credit, even if you don't like him. You know, it was last night. We were all happy. We should be happy that we got three points out of that game because it is a very important victory. Hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, it's the difference between falling out of the top six and going into third, I think. But, but Rich, your internet keeps dropping out. Maybe you want to get back on your iPad, maybe. It was better on that pre-show. Yeah. One more next to the river. I'll tell you what, before we move on to, the, to actually the, the team's performance yesterday, I just want to play you something that you flagged up and other people flagged up during the week. Um, it was a Paul Lambert interview. And obviously, we all go through the motions with Paul's interviews. They're all rather the, the one tone. Now, is that a new thing or has that whole, always been the case? Well, let's check it out. Aston Villa manager Paul Lambert joins us now. Paul, a 9-0 home defeat by Manchester City. You must be one very disappointed manager right now. Uh, not at all. I thought we were fantastic. I thought we played some some brilliant football. You know, what I mean, um, you've got to you've got to put it in a perspective. You know, what I mean, uh, Man City are a huge club and Champions League and all that. You know, and we're Aston Villa. And the fact is, it should be nine 0 The fact that our players only made it you know, nine, it's testament how well they've done for me today. I thought it was a fantastic result for the football club. Look at all. Every Aston Villa player can go off the pitch there feeling their head high, you know, because that's the way it should be. We're Aston Villa. We're not supposed to beat teams at Man City. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see it, it gets better and better. Every time. Yeah. We're not supposed yeah. to beat Man City. Yeah, we're Aston. If it, it is on YouTube for those that want to see the full clip, and um, it, it just gets better. It just gets better. It's hard the to ben read. Bit, what, the Ben Teke bit's quite funny. He's missed five penalties. He says, well, at least he gets it. He's in the penalty box. <laughs> it was a struggle to pull out 40 seconds worth of content uh, to choose from. Really good. But, uh, really it, is, good. it is quite good. Obviously, you've got Benjamin, who was on the show yesterday. He does a really good Paul Lambert impression as well. And um, if you have got a Paul Lambert impression, do send it to us. We'd love to play it on the show. Um, you know, throw in the usual impressives and throw a Scottish accent in and you're... Uh, you know, getting <laughs> misses really from the old story. So it's been a murder. That's the only thing he doesn't say. <laughs> so the performance of the team. Who stood out for you, Crunch? I'll, I'll ask you first because you weren't on the show. Who really it's stood out internet. today for you? It's the internet right now. Yeah, it's good. We've had a bit of criticism about um, Stephen Hunt, haven't we, Matt? Is Stephen Hunt playing left back? <laughs> yeah, 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 Poor yeah, old yeah. Marcus. He's a legend. <laughs> Leave him alone. He can do no wrong. Stephen Ward... <laughs> He's not since he's came back from his injury. I think he's sort of, he struggled. But yesterday, I thought he was. Um, I think he was probably our standout player. 
Um, I thought he got forward well. He obviously had a hand in both goals. I thought mm. I thought Dobber had a Dobber had a good game. I, I wouldn't say he'd done anything amazing, but I thought he was a lot better than he was at Oxford. Uh, he played a little bit of a different role, um, and I think he's the type of player who now he's played two games consecutively. He needs to keep playing him now. You know, because there is. I know Martin will say he's not ready for the first team, but I think fair play to him. He had the confidence to say to Paul Lambert, "Look, I didn't want to go to Crawley." And look, fair play, fair enough. If we had a full squad, he probably wouldn't have been anywhere near the first team, would he? But you, it's all about taking your opportunity when it comes along. And I thought yesterday, I thought he grabbed it with both hands, and he's, he gets a lot of fouls. You know, I think he, he's 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 quite tricky. Um, I'd like to see him score a goal, but then I think that we, we'd like anyone to score a goal. But um, I thought them two were probably our, our two best players. Yeah, I would totally, I would echo that. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I thought Do- Dobra, I probably would give it to Dobra. But it was nice to see Ward because we've been a bit critical of Ward, haven't we? Since he got injured at MK Dons and then came back after that ankle injury, he's been a bit. I don't know. He's almost sort of disappeared a little bit. He had so much influence in that first game against Wigan, didn't he? When he took that really quick free kick while everyone was sleeping and we scored. The bishop header from it, but yeah, he got into those two positions yesterday. And I think the goalkeeper as well, Matt. I, th- I think the goalkeeper. He, I feel he's only played three games, Cornell. But I feel a little bit more confident with him in 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 between the sticks. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, look at the incident with McGuinness. Do you think Holy would have squared up to McGuinness? No, <laughs> no. over him for starters. <laughs> I don't but think yeah, Holy would have come to the ball it. in the first place. Well, yeah, exactly. That's a Dracula. big criticism of mine, of Holy, as you two know. Dracula, isn't it? He, he is. He is. No, he is. You know, for a nine-foot goalkeeper, he's enough scared of coming to catch a ball. Uh, he, you know, it's, inter- and- it's interesting what you say about Ward there, having a, um, you know, a hand in both the goals, because going back to the heat map again, we had a lot of width in, in um, defence yesterday uh, in terms of Chambers and Ward trying to get forward. And the midfield was incredibly narrow, which you wouldn't really expect when you're supposed to have, even with the strike, the three strikers, it was incredibly narrow. And I looked at where Real Madrid played that 4 3 3. Okay, different universal quality, right? <laughs> but it's still keeping that position. There's so much width to our Real Madrid play, to our Ipswich player, which is incredibly narrow in the middle of the park. But it's interesting that both our goals really sort of came from that with Ward's influence. I think we moved. I thought we moved the ball a lot quicker yesterday because some some of the games just been really ponderous, isn't it? And we're just. Yes. But I thought we, we did move. We had a bit more intent going forward. I know the first half we had Jackson had a good chance. It was a lovely ball from Lancaster through. Dobber had a shot. Brilliant. You know, so it wasn't as though we didn't have. Well, Jackson was the only clear chance, but we were creating things even in the second half before they went down to ten men. We was we were mm. knocking on the ball. I think I thought more. We were more likely to score than they were. Do you feel like it crossed the line, that goal? Do you feel like it crossed the line? Yeah, it was in. It was cute. They were pretty the officials on that, but weren't he's, he's, got the watch, he's, got, he's got the watch to vibrate. Has he got the watch to vibrate? Not at Nine this level. Do they Not have a league one? Nope. Not know. at this level. I think, the, I think the linesman gave it. Yeah, I thought so it was in. That side. I thought it was in. Yeah, I mean, you know, England, won, England have won a, have won a World Cup. On something like this, so you know, oh, it's not going too far who, into it. Who scored the goal for them? The um, big striker, Jeff Cop. I, I was quite impressed with him. I thought when he went off, they sort of went out the game. They took him off. I was a little bit surprised there because I thought he was probably their their sort of yeah. main goal threat. I thought Noble first half was 
a bit of a menace, wasn't he? He played that central striker role and bringing in the wider players really nicely, I thought. Because Conor Grant, was, who was on loan at town, was one of those players, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I think with your heat map thing, and obviously I've not seen it, but I think with the 3-5-2, you've got a lot of numbers centrally. So I, I think with my manager's hat on, the game plan yesterday was to bring them centrally as in, like, you know, we'll suck them in and then we'll get players around the, the outsides. And, and, it, and yesterday was real complimentary football for the first time in a long time. And that's why Dobra stood out. That's why uh, Lancaster looked good. Because you had players, as I said pre-game, that can get on the ball and hurt people. And, and obviously with Dobra, Jackson and Lancaster, they're three players that know with you know how to beat people they've got pace they've got trickery and we and we've seen it up for years as a town fan i mean mm. poor old was it bradley or that got absolutely turned inside out at leicester like pace hurt, yeah, pace hurts you doesn't it yes. and yesterday yeah. we had pace about us and where there was those two goals came about because we were able to exploit space with pace when you play players yeah. such as hawkins with judge and maybe shoes that's not complimentary football no, playing to their point. strengths. Mm. Um, but yesterday was, was was a big strength. Yeah. Dobra looked good. Talking talking of playing to the strengths, Martin. I think like the second goal. Look, I've been a critic of Hawkins, but that showed to me. And if you listen to Caden Jackson's interview after the game, it's quite interesting. He prefers to play with a partner. He said and run off him. And he, he it was a good ball at first. The ball in from Ward was a good ball because. All too often, sometimes when you get a big target man out there, the ball's pinging up to his head, you know, it's all over the place. It was a quality ball in, but it showed what Hawkins could do if he had a partner playing with him. Well, that's why we said that on the, the pre-match show yesterday, Rich. We said Jackson was bought by Hurst, really playing a two, wasn't he? Not as a, as, as a lone striker with, you know, two supporting wingers with him. He, he turned heads and scored a lot of goals for Accrington because he was in a two. Probably with that, um, what's his face? Billy Key? It's all about playing to people's strengths, though, you would have yeah. thought, and getting the best yeah. out of what you've got available. Yeah. I'm just not sure Hawkins has a lot of strengths. Like, against better players, he's so easy to mark. Yeah, but you've just like, got to look at Portsmouth. Of... The Portsmouth guy we had on, he said when he played in that middle of a three with mm. Ronan Curtis and um, Lowe, yep. he, that was, he played his best football. But you've got to... If you're playing that role, you've got to get the two wide players have got to get close to him. It's no good them being out wide and too far away from him. They've got to play around him. So when he can get hold of that ball, and then they're in. And it showed with the second goal, you know, it was a lovely little layoff and Jackson, mm -hmm. nice little left footed finish. There's been a bit of um a few people having a whinge on Twitter. I didn't really buy into it about giving it the shush and the ears. But I thought that was more probably directed to the Plymouth fans in the ground, you know, because I think they were booing the sending off. I'm not really buying it. It was like another fingers in the ears moment. I think sometimes with our, with our fans, we need to, we've won the game, just let it go, you know. Let's enjoy getting three points, looking at the league table this morning and we're third in the division. And move have on to that. Met Twitter. Like, have you not met? It spends its life being outraged. Like it, if it can't find outrage, it will create outrage. You know. Definitely. And it's, I do agree. Know. I do agree with that, Rich. But you and me both don't want Paul Lambert to be the manager of our club. Therefore, that campaign steps back a couple of yards, doesn't it? We move on it's, all about, it's all about winning games, mate. We might not want him in, but if we keep winning games, does it really matter if you Lambert in or Lambert out? Winning games is the. Mm. 
Mm. It's what we play football for. It is what we it is it's what we play football for. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Day, it's about that result on a Saturday. I'm learning from you. It's about that result on a Saturday. I'll have a poster up next week. But it's all about the result, isn't it? It's all about the result on a Saturday. And if if next week, now now is the important thing. We've got four points from these two games away, which I think good return. Go, yeah, it's a good return, but now you've got to back it up. Yeah. Valley's outraged that I wasn't outraged. That's Twitter. <laughs> that is Twitter though, in a nutshell. That I'm upset that you're up that you're not upset, so I'll be upset for you. Yeah, on your behalf. But, but yeah. now you've got to back it up in them two home games against Portsmouth and Burton. If you take four points from them, I think you'd be happy. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Because mm. as Matt said yesterday, it's, prom- it's, pr- it's promotion form. It's two points a game. They say if you yeah. average two points a game, pick up another four in them two. The last four games, it'll be... It... <laughs> Look, we <laughs> want to succeed. If Lambert's the manager and he takes us up, I would love him to stick two fingers up to me, two fingers up to Matt, and two fingers up to everybody else. Because How confident surely, are you that will happen? I'm not that confident. Would you be willing to put yourself on the line? You'll do a podcast in your pants, as you said yesterday, if Lambert <laughs> wins promotion for us. I said if McGuinness played for Arsenal, which he'll never. Come on. He's but not we know you've play. got a big female following, you see, so we get those extra views. Where, you know. I, I don't think Lambert's going to get us promoted. I've said it all along. No, I don't think he will. All right, I'll go on the line and I will do it in my pants if we get promoted in May. <laughs> Gary Lineker-esque. <laughs> Gary Lineker-esque. Amy Downs, I uh, I want to be proved, proven wrong about Lambert. I want us to win all our games and go up. But the win yesterday doesn't even slightly convince me that we will manage that. Now, you see, I was saying this to my wife, right? I was saying Paul Lambert is now in this zone as a manager put, where he can do no wrong. Can you put Malcolm's comment up? Didn't Cruncher say he'd rather no, be one no Lambo? I don't think I said that. I'd done a poll because we had a question, didn't we? Terry. Did. Mm. A lot of it on here. When you, thrown, when you get thrown something, you ask, you answer it straight away, don't you? It's all right in the yeah. light of day someone saying, oh, you said <laughs> that. Hang on. You come and sit in front of a microphone and have questions thrown at you. We don't say things that we probably didn't mean at the time. Not that I'm saying Lambert in. I'm thinking oh, about yeah. it. We'll ignore the half-time show yesterday, for example, because oh, that didn't happen in my world. <laughs> that didn't happen. This poster fell off. It wasn't taken off. Anyway. It's what you text us. It's a 90-minute game. It's a, and I forgot that. <laughs> I forgot my own rule. But um, I said to the wife yesterday, Paul Lambert is now, good evening, afternoon, Johnny, is now in that zone as a manager where he can't do any right. He goes 4-4-2. Hmm. It's, it's, oh, he, he, he was forced to. Oh, a man sent off. Or he plays Dobra. Oh, the pressure's getting to him. Like, every time he does something that you've been calling for, it's now a, mm. oh, but that's because. Or we won because. Like, Mick McCarthy for a while was in that, that zone where he can't do any right. Mm. Um, and that Lambert now firmly is in that with the fan base. Like, Amy's co- co- uh, comment there, you know, it wasn't convincing. Well, we won. Like, whether it's 5-0 or 1-0, on the stat mm. sheet, mm. at the end of the season, it will say three points. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Lambert's made his own bed there slightly, hasn't he? In that well, he course, said, yeah. we, yeah, "Do you know what I mean?" He's so un, uh, he, we just can't identify with him. So, since yesterday, mine. At the end of the day, we have got a Norwich City Hall of Fame manager in charge of the first team, and whilst looking after the under twenty three team, are three absolute town royalty legends in Dyer, Butcher, and Dazelle. It seems like it's all around the wrong way, doesn't it? But there we go. Well, except Dyer hasn't managed. Butcher's no, failed. Mm. 
you know, Jason, if, if, but, you know they've all they've all had a crack at it really, or they or they're waiting to have a crack at it. And and like with with Kieran Dyer, I keep hearing the whole I should we should put Dyer in charge. But if it's so important this season that we go up, why would you yeah, risk putting a guy any, in? Yeah, what is that based on? I do get that. Well, should Lam- I said to you yesterday, didn't after the show, should Lambert go, right? It would be such a huge thing for Evans after his statement this week <laughs> to put those three in charge of the first team, albeit in a short-term basis. Because suddenly, then everyone's invested again, aren't they? With those three players, those three legends of ITFC suddenly looking after the side. But yeah, to, to say give Guy- Dyer a go is based on nothing but the fact that we all lost Kieran Dyer. It's on your heart. <laughs> People think it in their heart, Matt. That's what yeah. the yeah, it, it's just the argument yeah. cruncher. Like I, I get it. It's it's the same for some people. It's so important this season. It's vital mm-hmm. salary cap, all these different information. But if it's so important, why would you not then go and get somebody like like Paul Cook, like Cowleys, who have got mm-hmm. the proven record that because because it's so important against. It's but so then important, they might, but, but then they might not come. They, they might think, look, we've got no budget at Ipswich. They might think. I still find that unbelievable, even when Lambert said it in the press of Friday. There's no money at this club. I think that's Martin always says. And he yeah, said. The Queen. Yeah, but what he said, did you? He contradicted himself, Matt, because he said there's no money. Yet then he went on to say about some signings in January. So we've either got yeah, no money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Couldn't yeah. Really... As I always up, say, excuse me while I don't cry for a multi millionaire. Yeah. Just yeah. like, I'm not going to feel sorry for him. He's he bought this him. club. Like Delia Smith, right? When she when she passes away, she's gonna give the club to her nephew, I believe, right? So that guy who probably isn't very rich, I don't know him from Adam, is gonna inherit a football club. Marcus Evans didn't inherit this from some great uncle you'd never yeah. met. He bought yeah. it and he bought it for a reason. So excuse me while I don't sob into a tissue because it's not quite worked out for him and, and now it's a bit of an issue. Um, we've got Lewis Mitchell. Lambert is not a good person. Few people in football have a good word to say about him. He's yeah. treated Phil Ham with contempt. Yes. He's a glorified cheerleader and relies on so-called tacticians around him. That's, um, you know, we were talking about Phil Ham yesterday and, um, you know, I know a few of the guys, uh, one of my friends knows a lot of the guys who work in the Midlands media and one of them was one of the guys banned by Lambert Villa and it was never rescinded. He only got to go back to Villa Park when um, Lambert left. So he's such a hard-nosed guy. For poor Phil, he's not done anything wrong. <laughs> Here's a question for you from from uh, Game Leaks. When Big Mick was in, it was, I'd rather lose and watch good football than watch hoofball. Now the team are playing better football under Lambert. People would rather hoofball and win. So the question to you two from me off that statement is, yeah. is this better football? In your opinion, than when you, Mick McCarthy was manager. Um, what we're going on the whole tenure of Mick. Yeah, because yes. it gradually it gradually got worse, didn't it? The watershed moment was the five-one at Reading, where I think he got humiliated on Sky. Where Skews and, and Gherkin were saying to you, to me, to you, to yeah, me. Yeah, it was after that that suddenly everything got tightened up and every point was a prisoner. Because I think he wanted to play a bit more expanded stuff, didn't he? And we were yeah, like, that, that was the season after the playoffs, wasn't it? Mm. That was going to be three all, but ended up five one. Um, Ollie Norwell turned into a Lionel Messi, wasn't it? He scored like from forty yards out. I was at that game. Night, wasn't it? it was a Friday yeah, night. Not great. So take, sorry, Matt. Yeah, I was just going to say with Mick, his actual mantra was, you know, we could play really sexy football and get relegated. 
Well, I don't know any team that's ever been relegated playing with such confidence and passing game <laughs> that they've actually gone on and lost the match, gone on and lost the games and got relegated. I do. Right? Two I don't do. go together. I do. Go on then. George Burley's season in the Premier League after the UEFA Cup fifth place finish. We played some lovely stuff. Possession stats were all in our favour. Got relegated. Yeah, I always think the key was that was the um, the six nil when we lost. Well, we lost to Southampton and Liverpool, didn't we? When Chris, Chris Marsden, Marsden. <laughs> I think that was the only time I've ever walked out of Portman Road before the final whistle. I thought, no, this you've just let a bloody journeyman dribble through your defence and make you look oh, stupid. Yeah. We football this season. We did. We what? We hadn't won till we won at beat Derby, didn't we? And then we did. We went on a big losing run. Beat Spurs away, I remember that. And then it was like, did we, did we win six out of seven or seven out of eight? We were, yeah, we were. We played eleven in January, and we were in the side. Beating Charlton away, two up after five minutes. That was that was, a, that was New Year's Day, was that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Serene didn't fancy it, did he? That's Pitch a good point, too- right? I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. That is a good point. Well, so said because obviously TWT they have a great on this day function and you, and you yeah. can read back the match reports and I've been reading them back as they come up every day and like last week we were talking about Arsenal got beat 2-0 but we bossed the game according to the report bossed it we just had no cutting edge but we lost 2-0 mm-hmm. and I remember a lot mm-hmm. of games that year Leeds at home I think we, I think we didn't do well that day um, lost 2-1 yeah played well we played, played really well yeah. West Ham at home played really well got, got beaten I think but it was 2 in the end 3-2 Marcus Stewart got injured, didn't he? So that was a big mm-hmm. sort of um, big yeah. blow. So that Southampton game you were talking about, I always remember that because I flew back from holiday. It was in the holiday through the night from Tenerife, landed at Heathrow, went straight to Portman Road. For <laughs> a Chris Marsden show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I, I think you... it was nineteen years ago today. We played Milan in the San Siro. Lock yeah, yeah, got so. beat four one. Yeah, great yeah. day. And here we are talking about just scraping past Plymouth. Well, let's welcome in Mr. Mike Brown. He's always got a good word to say about uh, Paul Lambert. He'll love the poster behind me. <laughs> Mike, what, what were your thoughts on uh, Paul Lambert and yesterday and, and everything, really? Tell us what you think. Oh, Can't hear you, mate. You're muted. Everything you're muted when they come on the show, mate, don't they? Don't been yesterday. It's, it's not me, I swear. No. Paul Lambert. Lambert's been... It's, yeah, it's Lambert. You have to try and sort it out, Mike. Oh, hello. Go on in. Go on. Hear me now. Yes. Yes, we can. Thank God for that. I've had, I've had no end of PC problems this morning. It's you want to stop buying headphones off the back of lorries, mate. How <laughs> 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 are we all today? All good? All feeling a bit buzzy after yesterday's uh, show? I'm going to say it. Crystal Palace beat West Lucky win. Lucky win. Lucky win. Look, I'm happy for the fans. I'm happy for the players. Um, Paul, Paul Lambert didn't do anything yesterday to change that game. That sending off changed the game. There was no two ways about it. We were shambolic. I mean, I, I, I mean, I messaged Matt uh, Martin halfway, half, well, through that first half, didn't I, chap? And and I said, oh my lord, this is just woeful. You know, it's yeah, I. <laughs> Um, look, we got away with one, and we're third in the league. Oh, albeit okay, we got a few games underneath uh, teams underneath us that um, that could potentially go above us. Uh, are we seriously conti- title contenders? Are we seriously playoff contenders? Playing like we are? No, we're not. We can't be title contenders. Um, 
I'll win their game in hand, it'll be eight points clear of us, I think. Something like that. It's ifs and buts, yeah. though. It's ifs and buts. Why can't we just enjoy a victory? Who is this man? Where has okay, Richard okay, Moss gone? Replaced him. <laughs> Look at this man. <laughs> Who is he? Okay, Crudger, what have you taken this morning? Come on, yes, be honest. Can I have one? some? <laughs> no, I'll, look, I'm... I'm you like say, I'm... <laughs> you you ain't stopped since yesterday. Um... <laughs> <laughs> look, I look, I mean, look. We'll get the hat you know. out. We'll get the out next week. <laughs> two, 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 two. I mean, Dolan took his goal well. Um, he always seems to come up at the right time, doesn't he? Sometimes he scored a lot of goals, but Jackson really. I mean, Lancaster's penalty, blatant. I'm, you know, I've. Oh, how that ref has not given it, I do not know. It was a blatant <laughs> penalty for me. Um, sorry? You give them a free kick. I know. I was like, what's on that doing? challenge? On that yeah. challenge? No, but something outside the area, but I watched it three times oh. and I still can't work out. Yeah. Tr- the trouble is, we can't blame poor decisions like that for far performances, can we? Let's be brutally honest. I mean, even yesterday, it was, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I was like, oh my God, as if I got to sit through. I mean, I could only watch up to about sort of 70 minutes and I missed the two goals, but I looked back and watched <laughs> them this morning. But I was like, I was like, I've got to go to work and I was going to work and I was like, what can I say about this? You know, and I'm like, but looked at the scoreline within 10 minutes of getting into work and I was like, oh my Lord, okay, what's happened? And then I see, I was like really excited. I thought, yes, that's better. Then I looked yeah. and I see a 10, a red, 10 men and a red card and I was like, well, there we, there we know why. Um, but no, I think the lads, I think the lads could do with a win, if I'm honest. I think the boys need a win. Um, you know, them young lads, Lambert's, told us fans that we are too negative towards them players. No, we are, it's only only the senior players that I can think that most of us have really given a lot of grief to. The the young boys that are coming in are doing a job, you know, they're just playing in the system that ain't really working. And Lambert knows this. Surely he's got to know this. Um, Lancaster put some pe- put a peach in yesterday. Unlucky not to get the penalty. Um, but again, first half, I think we got one shot on goal. Was it one? In the second half, I think we had more. Oh, you know, Plymouth, my Plymouth again. We made Plymouth look brilliant. Sorry, sorry, it's Martin. It's a ninety-minute game, mate. It doesn't matter if you have one shot in ten minutes or a hundred shots in ninety. Mike, it, it, Mike. It's all the hang on a second. Did you say that? Did you say that? Did you say that Tuesday, Mike? Mike, just play the half-time show from yesterday when him oh. up the top there is losing his shit. <laughs> yeah. Very angry. I've had, had some painkillers and they, they reacted badly, all right? <laughs> that poster was, the poster was taken down. It fell it down. Been, the blue oh, tap oh, was faulty. I would never desert that man. He's a fellow Lambert. We... <laughs> no, it if there had been 2,000 Fishers fans watching that game yesterday, I can tell you now, half time, Lambert would have, would have had to be escorted off by security. We said that last week, but don't feel pressure. Don't feel pressure. He wouldn't. He oh would, no, he wouldn't even know. He's got no self awareness. Is, is, is that Star Wars poster behind you? Because I can see what Jabba the Hutt, Princess Leia, and <laughs> 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 sorry, I just uh, you know, sorry, I just just Mike, waiting for the would... lightsaber. Do you think? Do you think? Mike, do you think Jackson would have scored back one on one if he had if he had more games leading into that match? Jack Jackson's a bit hit and miss, isn't he? He's, he, 
I, th- I was a bit surprised he got caught by that defender, if I'm honest. I was a bit surprised. I thought Jackson had a bit more pace than that. Um, should he have took it earlier? I think a co- I think a confident Jackson would have took it over. Maybe, yeah. you know, got the ball, maybe dinked it over a bit like sort of Rashford did against uh, Wetsman mm. yesterday. Um, but he started deeper, think... didn't he? Sorry, yeah, just yeah. I, I just you know, um, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it just begs the belief, really, whether whether Lambert, it... whether whether Jackson would have got that, um, whether whether he'd have got that goal on form. On the, I don't uh, know. It's one of them, ben, isn't it? ben on the show yesterday said he he'd taken a leaf out of Norwood's one-on-one book. <laughs> I don't think it was game time. I think it was just awareness. I think, and I think if you yeah, watch maybe. his overall play, he does lack some some games game time awareness at times you know he's an instinctive player mm-hmm. i think he needs a chance like in the second half the second goal you know he needs a, mm-hmm. to sort of not think about it when he has to think about it it's when it goes horribly yeah. wrong you know um he yeah. reminds me of danny haynes danny haynes if yeah. he ever thought about it he'd miss if he didn't it'd go in yeah yeah you know yeah you know jackson i think jackson should be a starter in this league i really do i think if he you know, got a few goals under his belt. I think maybe he, he would be you know, in a, in a two up top, wouldn't yeah. he? Oh, I, we're so looking play. for so looking for partnership, aren't we? We really are. Yeah. This four three three system is just not helping us. And uh, you know, we bang on about it every week, but uh, yeah, I guess once a few of the sort of, I suppose. Technically, the first team players come back. I think maybe we could do a bit better. We've got a tough game in the week now against Portsmouth. Is it Portsmouth or or uh, Saturday. on Saturday? Yeah, yeah, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Portsmouth on Saturday, aren't we? Yeah. So and then Burton the following Tuesday, isn't it? Something like yeah. that. Yeah, that's right. Um, We're here for so, everything. Yeah. Don't worry. I, yeah, I it's, the formation um, Mike was wrong yesterday. I said it at half well, time. Four three three. Yeah, I think actually yesterday mm. for the first time we had players in a four three three that should have been in a four three three. It was we had a number of attacking options for the first time in a long time where you could actually say the striker wasn't isolated. Like you never looked at Jackson and thought, yeah, oh, poor true. Jackson, he's on his own up there battling four blokes. So you had Dobra, Lancaster, even Judge around him consistently. And we were hurting them in between in between the centre halves. I, I, I did. But judge moved. But judge moved into the middle when we went down ten men. It looked a lot more balanced, didn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah. You know, we do need. We do need. We got to have two strikers up there. You know, and we we got we got wingers. I mean, Jack Lancaster can put play some lovely balls. I mean, he's right foot, isn't he? And yet he did a lovely left foot across yesterday. And I was like, do you know what? That's what we need in the team. Yeah, there's a few people sort of slating his play and I'm like, really? I mean, he's only sort of really got into the team properly again this year. He had a bad his back, a couple of bad back injuries. So you've got to give the, give the boy a chance, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dobra, I thought Dobra was best player yesterday. I ain't going to lie, runs, I thought he was he all over the spot. He runs oh, at defenders, yeah, which is kind yeah, of what we yeah. missed up, but we were Edwards out. Mm. Until Nolan scored, he's probably our worst, I'm going to be honest. Every time I get the ball, it's like, oh, turn and pass back to me defenders. There we are. Yeah, you can have it. I don't really want to. That's That seems to be his go-to move. Johnny Duncan said it yesterday. <laughs> his go-to move. Right? move, yeah. God, yeah. yeah. But I'm, look, I'm, I'm happy we got a win. I, I'm mm. not going to be wrong. Of course I am. Well, that's, that's, that's took you 10 minutes to say you're happy with three points. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, but, I'm happy. But many I'm, are. Look, there's a there's a part. There's of course I'm happy as an Ipswich Town fan that we got a win. But I was kind of hoping, <laughs> secretly hoping, 
that we'd lose that so we could get rid of Lambert. It was yeah. no secret, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Not no me, secret. but look. Hello, it's a win. You know, we, we we desperately needed something. We've had some shambolic performances. And even yesterday's performance, again, was shambolic. But we got a win. And even <laughs> if they went down at 10 men, you still have to beat 10 men in front of you. You know, it's not always easy to, beating 10 men. You just yeah. have to look at the results in the league, though, Mike. Look at Peterborough. I think they've lost four on the trip. You know, there's no real team... Other, well, Hull drew yesterday, other than Hull, who are really standing out in this league. We're all much of a muchness. Mm. It's like every one of them's got COVID-19. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're all running around, you know. It's the lower half teams that I always fear because they're the ones that seem to be like Plymouth. I mean, I was I agree with you, Cruncher, you know, by about sort of 70 minutes. You know, I even sort of coming towards 60 minutes, I thought they looked a bit huffy and puffy. They were getting sort of yeah, a bit high. They look a bit burnt out. But they, 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 if we can, I don't know, we just think we need to be out, out on the blocks a lot quicker and a bit more. I think we need a, a bit mm -hmm. too soft as a team. I think we need to be a bit tougher. It's like Mitch, like Mitch said earlier, it's a lot of our play this season leading up to this Plymouth game has been very ponderous, hasn't it? Mm, yeah. yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, a bit flowery, I call it. You know, yeah. oh yeah, you have a flower, you have a flower, you have a flower, and that's sort of go <laughs> yeah. from there. You know, and it's no real urgency in in our play at all. And maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe we don't know what's going on with training. Um, it all comes down to training, in my opinion. We I'm saying that we my boy boy just come back from football, and he two minutes into the bloody match, he pulls a pulls a groin. Um, I did war told him to warm up, but no, do the kid two kids listen? Yeah, but yeah, so warming up properly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe the players ain't warming up properly. Maybe they're taking the taking their roles a bit for granted, and maybe that's where all really? the injuries are coming from. Yeah. You'd expect more from professionals, wouldn't you? But maybe. But we'll have to be out the blocks next week against Portsmouth because we were two down as two down against them in fifteen minutes in the FA Cup, weren't we? We really out were, the cup. yeah. Out of the cup in fifteen minutes, Matt, we were. <laughs> Yeah. Mike, before I uh, let you go, we move on to yeah. uh, the Media Mogul story. What is your points return, do you feel, from Portsmouth and Burton? <clears throat> Give us a points prediction. Look, if we can get three points out of them two games, that's that's a positive, isn't it? Surely. You know, I can't see us getting anything up. Look, if we win against Portsmouth, <laughs> you know, win against Burton, we can't argue, can we? You know, maybe, you know, maybe, then, maybe then we can start to look at Lambert and think, OK, maybe he's learnt, maybe he's taking the criticism on board that we've all given. But until, I guess, until we're sort of, you know, in that position, the end of the week, I fear for the end of the week, I really do. I, I, do you know what? We're so, we're, this league's so mad, we'll win against Portsmouth and lose against Burton, you know? Okay. Right. Uh, and that's, so I just can't see no more than three points. I'll be happy All right. with that. Well, that's fine. That's your prediction. And hopefully you'll join us on the match day ticket and we can unpack it together on a Saturday and a Tuesday. But yeah. thanks for dropping by today. No, um, thanks, guys. Again, brilliant show. Good to see you, We buddy. appreciate you, mate. We really do. All the best. Yeah, take care. The Media Mogul Story in association with Networking 90. Don't be left in the dark. Get networking. Head to www.networking90.co.uk for more information. What you got for us, Phillips? Well, you know, all this talk this week of like the Paul Lambert Dower Hour and all that sort of nonsense after the Oxford game and then yesterday where he was kind of non-committal on things and, you know, we move on and it's all negative and all that kind of thing. All that like, brings a black cloud over everyone's heads, isn't it? So we're going to bring a little bit of Christmas cheer. Some managers can bring Christmas cheer to their fan base. So John Coleman 
Accrington Stanley, great character. Uh, same division as us, of course. Half the budget, quarter of the budget, an eighth of our budget. They haven't got our resources. They've decided that they're going to start putting out Christmas messages for the fans and to advertise such. John got on the mic and did a little rendition. Have we got the video there, Martin? We have. Step into Christmas, let's join together. We can watch the snow fall forever and ever. Eat, drink and be merry, come along with me. Step into Christmas, the admission is free. <laughs> it's the hoo-hoo-hoo at the end that gets me every time. <laughs> but isn't that fantastic to see? You know, a, a club that's punching above their weight in, in, in League One, got a fraction of our resources, and there's, there's a manager enjoying life. Paul Lambert is not enjoying life. Yeah, but once upon a time, life. I used to sit and listen to Mick McCarthy on BBC in a commentary and think, he'd be a great manager for Ipswich. He's funny, he's witty, he can, you know, zing a one line. And at times, I thought that while he was here. But towards the end, I thought, oh, go away. Go away. And we're there with Lambert, aren't we, Cruncher? We're now at that point where you just see his face and you mm-hmm. go, come away. <laughs> I thought John Coleman, he's got a better, better uh, voice than Matt Phillips. Oh, <laughs> oh please. I've held that note at the end. Thank you very much. <laughs> you it's great. It's a great little video, that, isn't it? You, and you tend yeah, to get a it. very community-based, very community-based club, that in it. So it's fantastic. You've only got to look how they're, they're doing in the league, Matt. You know, they've got three games in hand on us. I think if they win them, they'll rock yeah. it up the league. You know, and they've got they've got a much smaller budget than we have. We we spoke yeah. to Mark Ramsey on um, Thursday about the season tickets. They've sorted the season tickets out at Accrington, you know, and we're still stumbling around not doing anything. And, but a lot of that, up, and they pulled our pants down with the Nation. Got almost a million quid. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah but, but a lot of that is the fact their chairman is front and central on Twitter. Yeah, there you um, go. You know, being proud and and, and 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 having you know the normal air about talk, you when you're a chairman. Talk about transparency. Club. Post their accounts and does all sorts, doesn't he? Here's a letter I've sent to our MP, and here's all he's Here's a question for you both: If Paul Lambert was to break out a Christmas song in, in, a, in a press conference next week, what song would he choose and why? Oh, no, no. <laughs> Hopefully driving home for Christmas, back to Scotland. <laughs> I would say Fairytale of New York, because I reckon he's probably got the same sort of voices as, as the chap on there. I really do. But you'd, have to, um, you'd have to edit out that lyric, wouldn't you? He wouldn't be able, able, able to sing it, would he? Well, of course. No, but I was going for the gruffness and the, and the realness yeah. and the, I'm from the yeah. Glaswegian sweet streets and I had cardboard <laughs> shoes, didn't he say, with Steve Evans or something along those lines. And, yeah. You know, I've lived the life and just that sort it's always of... About him, isn't it? It's always about Mr. Lambert. Yeah. As it should be being the manager. Jacob Farrow, he also says Fairytale of New York. Um, yeah, it's really cool. La- Adam Flat, Lambert's going to be singing The Boy Who Santa Claus Forgot. <laughs> yeah, it's got cold in his stocking. <laughs> Stephen Parry, it'll be great, but we all know the pressure on action manager is a lot lower here and here, so he can be jollier. Uh, Graham Tate, Paul Lambert's song would be fantastic. So, yeah, let, let us know in the chat what song you think Paul Lambert would sing and I why. I did get that, what Steve's saying there, but pressure is on Lambert. Because, you know, <laughs> we didn't firebomb them off the pitch when they were relegated, right? They was all applauded off the pitch when they were relegated. So it's hardly the most vociferous fan base, we, is it? No, it's like, toxic. Oh, it's Gal- sorry, Galatasaray levels of toxicity, yeah. <laughs> it is, it is. Cruncher, Cruncher Tackle, you ready? Yeah, go for it. Crunching Tackle in association with Networking 90. Don't let your business suffer the crunch. Brunel launches October 20th. 
I'm on to network.com. Head there for all your information. I'm waiting for new stuff from the sponsor. Um, are we doing um? Are we doing goats? Or we not got time? No, we're doing goats. We're doing goats. We're doing goats. Um, yeah, tell you what, though, before you do, before you do, before you do, before you do, I've got uh, Michael Brown. Lonely this Christmas. <laughs> Amy Downs. It's beginning to look a lot like mid table. Very good. <laughs> Coxie, we missed you yesterday, Coxie. Lambert would sing Girlfriend in a Coma. <laughs> Andy Gray, Stan of the Day by E17. Is he staying with us forever? <laughs> Baby, if you got... I might sing that. If I get a bit drunk later on after me gammon, I might I might sing get... that to old Lambert. Can you get the white jumper? Are you going to sing it? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, can you imagine it? Lambert, Taylor, Gil and Leo Neal spinning around and they can sing a bit... Like the music video. That'd be brilliant. If you're watching Jacob Henderson, that is what we want to see on the Twitter account coming up. That is the content. What about Jim Henry? I'd love him, uh, innit? He's, no, he's gone now. Um, go on, yeah. Cruncher. Over to you. Uh, well, Crunching Tackle, I was just um, touching on Lambert yesterday when he came out, when um, Brenner asked him, I think, about Andre's new deal. He didn't know it, which was a little bit weird. Um, but yeah, Andre Dizel, it was um, Friday night. They broke the news. You would have thought... Evans' statement went like down like a lead balloon. You, you thought they might have dropped that in the middle of the week because obviously they must have known um, that it was in the offing. Uh, but I, I've just, I, I think with Andre, you know, he's 21 now. A lot of people saying it doesn't really mean a lot. It just gives us a lot more um, sort of if anyone comes in for him in the summer. I think he's the type of player now you really need to build your team around, you know. And I've got a little bit, I'm thinking outside the box here. I think he should be, I don't know what everyone thinks. Uh, you can comment in the chat. I think Andre Dezel should be the next Ipswich Town captain. Sharp intake of breath. <laughs> what are you basing that on there, mate? What are you basing that on, Rich? Well, look, if, if, Flynn Downs, if Flynn Downs stays at the club, I think he is. He will be the next captain. But I think he's yeah. going to leave. And we need someone who's going to be here over a period of time, you know. And at the minute, I don't really think there is anyone, there's no one sort of uh, any leaders in that team, is there? So, I think, give him the responsibility. Say, look, Andre, you're going to be the captain. I remember his dad captaining the team when we won the championship, you know. David Lennon got in, David Lennon got injured, I think, six or seven games before the end of the season. He was a little bit older then than um, Andre, I know. But I just think, give him that responsibility, Amy, you're not Amy's not a fan of him anyway, so I'm not even going to take that comment seriously. Well, I will, because all opinions are welcome. Callie, 100% <laughs> agreed, Rich, Andre, the next captain. Um, I, do, I, I agree with Amy. Not about the ball situation, although I would like him to, keep, to be less sloppy on possession, as I've said before. I don't think he's the right sort of character. And quite frankly, I think he's too good. He'll be gone. Like, you, and leaders lead in different ways, Matt, right? Like Matt Holland, if you, plunk, if you dropped him into today's world with social media on the pitch i think many people would say he's too nice he's mr polite he smiles too much right my 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 grand said about giovanna who won i'm a celebrity i didn't like her i asked why she smiled too much like <laughs> i'd never heard that before but, what about harry, harry kane, harry kane you, exactly. he's not a leader if you if you watch the documentary the Tottenham documentary when he's giving him speeches in the dressing room are they going to lift you because it didn't lift me but on the field he showed, he leads how he plays, you know. It might, I think the days of your big vocal captain shouting, you know, your Terry Butchers, even Luke Chambers at the minute, is he really leading on the pitch? 
we don't hear him when, when there's no fans there. We haven't really, we haven't heard him. So it's all about, it's all but about. You opinion. know, but you know, Cruncher as well. I do. You know, we've both been to the end of season, do awards and things like that. He is an alpha male. Like all oh, the yeah, young definitely. guys look at him. He's the he is the instigator of all the jokes. Like he's a leader because he's the he's the natural alpha male. Like a bit like Jim Bajilton would have been an alpha male in the dressing room, I believe. Hmm. Um, whereas Matt, Matty Holland, I loved Holland. Yeah. I did a campaign to keep him. So, you know, I say it from a good place. He would have been probably classed as too nice. Good club captain material, but is he going to lead on the pitch? Even Jordan Henderson at Liverpool, would you say he is a captain? But you're talking about world-class players alongside world-class players. Like, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're Salah, if you're, you know, if you're Mane, do you need lifting? I, I, I don't think so. Jordan Henderson is like a Matt Holland, really. He's that kind of consummate. Yeah, I'm not mocking him. I think he's a really yeah. good player. I think he's really yeah. underrated. But is the days of a a big big voice on the pitch? I think they're sort of few and far between nowadays. I think football mm-hmm. in general has changed. You need, you need someone who's going to cajole the dressing room, don't you? Yeah, that's what you need. Certainly I mean, our level. Certainly at League One level. I feel you need that. Or is it overrated these days? Because Arsenal, they did they, they ditched it. For a while. Passed it round, didn't they? Hey, got who's captain now? Is it Bamian, captain of Arsenal? I think he oh, is. Sure. Absolute yeah. joke. Yeah. That's a joke. He's oh, not a captain in a million years. All right, yeah. calm yourself, Dan. <laughs> right, calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Awesome Talking to Liverpool, <laughs> haven't you got a story for us that sort of upset you in the week? A goat. You have. I'll play the song because I like. I like oh, the old song. Here it is. Yeah, Jurgen Klopp. Right, everybody loves Jurgen, don't they? You know, he's great. Comes out, does his interviews. But he's really starting... What's happening here? Oh, there we go. There it is. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, there was a meeting in the week, uh, the 3rd of December, and Liverpool failed to bring it up at the meeting, you know, about moving to five subs. Um, He's not the only one. You've got Pep Guardiola. I looked yesterday, Man City against Fulham. How many subs did they use, Matt? Two? Three? Zero. <laughs> so it's sort of when it's when it fits for me, it's like, oh yeah, we need an extra couple of subs. And you can see why obviously Liverpool, your Man Cities, all your better teams, even like Ipswich yesterday, how many subs did we use? Two. We've got five. Now they're saying it's because the players are going to be tired, you know, bless them, you know, oh, they're playing so many games. Russell Osman, when we won the UEFA Cup. In 1981, I think he played 66 games, Matt. And yeah, we, so the pitches there were absolute mud heaps. Cologne, when we play Cologne away, we've all seen it. You know, it's a mud bath. So this this nonsense about he's moaning every single week, isn't it? Like Man City this season, they've only used two subs per game. You know, and I know players are picking up more injuries. And last week he was on BT. He was having a go at Des Kelly when he was interviewing him about uh, James Milner got injured, basically blaming the TV for because they played the early game. I think this is four times it was. They played the early game after playing the Champions League game on a Wednesday. They have the early game on the Saturday. But these clubs, they're more than happy to take that money that they're getting paid for the TV deal. So you cannot have it both ways, you know. Klopp, keep your mouth shut, sick and tired of it. Concentrate on your football team, which are a great football team. And at the end of the day, in some of these games, don't play Salah. Don't play Mane. You know, you don't have to play him in every game, but he will do, won't he? 
Mm, mm. They, they also find the time to be able to go down under and to the Middle East and all that kind of thing pre-season, don't they? Well, there you go. That's another story when you're going on about they're on about bringing in a mid-winter break, you know, mid-season break. We all know what happened. They go to Dubai to have a friendly to get more money. <laughs> yeah. So it's when the, it's when it it suits them. That's that's just my opinion. Mm, mm. Oh, Martin, we've lost you. Sorry, dog snoring next to me. Um, I agree, completely agree. Um, I've got some comments here. Richard, Paul Hedger, spot on Richard. Michael Brown, Osborne, 78 cup final, mm -hmm. played 59 full games. Stuart Codling, spot on, Cruncher. Um, George 03, listen to Gary Neville argument about it, hit nail on the head. And well, Gary Neville, said, Gary Neville said about, it's all about getting a psychological advantage. Because when Fergie was there, you know, you know how he played the media, you know, and, and Klopp's doing the same. When these teams are winning... They want to try and look at every psychological advantage they can get. Yeah. So that's another one. But I'm not really having it. You know, you've got massive squads, these Premier League players. Yes, Liverpool have got more injuries. A lot of teams have got more injuries. Just get on with it. Absolutely. Matt, you got a, you, have you got a goat this week? Did something upset you? Yes. Oh, you have. Yeah. Ooh. I don't think it's to be upset me, but just something I've, I've, I've noticed. So we've seen Sunderland this week appoint Lee Johnson. Um, what do you um, call him? <laughs> well, the David Friends. <laughs> That's what someone told me. Yeah. Where he was doing a team talk pre-season. When he was in Spain, in Marbella with yeah. Bristol City, yeah. when he was marching up, when he was marching around the pitch, wasn't he? Yeah. He was yeah, fitting yeah, yeah. well then, wasn't he, at Sunderland? Yeah, he was getting bent comparisons. But it was interesting that, you know, if you've seen Sunderland Till I Die, uh, and then I've only seen the first season, I've not seen the second one, but you, at the end of the first season, you had Stuart Donald coming in. So he's now going to be selling Sunderland, um, was decreasing his, he's actually decreasing his shareholdership and increasing it to two other guys. One's called Juan Satori, who's a Uruguayan businessman. And the other one, I think this is how you say his name, is Kyrell Louis Dreyfus, who's going to be taking 60% ownership of Sunderland. He's 22 years old. Wow. He's 22 years old. His father was well known for owning Marseille for about 20 years. But now he's going to be the majority shareholder at Sunderland. It just gets me thinking, you know, I've been sort of waxing lyrical on here recently about how they just need to get back into the community, how they need to re-engage, connect with our old spirit of the cobbles and sheep and all that kind of thing. If you watch something until I die, where do they spend a lot of their time doing fan engagement? It's in them working men's clubs in Sunderland, in the North East, isn't it? And now they've got a 22-year-old kid in. His mother is uh, worth $5 billion or pounds. Is the richest woman in Russia, according to Forbes magazine. That is a club that is slowly losing its connection with um, with its fan base, I feel, because you can have a 22-year-old going to be the majority shareholder at Sunderland. I just think it's madness. He's going through that fit and proper persons test at the moment, but whether he passes it, I don't know. I believe one Satori has, who was already a shareholder within the club. But that, to me, is just like, you know, that would, that would depress me if I was an Ipswich fan to think someone like that would come into our club. Wouldn't depress me. It just me. makes me think the game is gone when you see that. So disconnected to the fan base. What, what happened if he was 22-year-old, though, Matt, and he come from Suffolk? Oh, they'd be, they'd be all over him. <laughs> I just feel like they, they, the, some of the interviews I read around him was saying he was always just biding time until he could own Marseille. But, you know, is he going to be there long haul? What's his connection to Sunderland? What's he worth? That's what I care about. Like Billions. Well, then happy days. <laughs> <laughs> Has he got a mate that wants a club? Has he got a, you know, a mate? It's just, again, and it comes back to what I said uh, put on Twitter this week. I hate Alex. It always referred to Marcus Evans' statements as a message from the owner. 
like he's this corporation, the faceless PLC. And this is just going to be a, this is just so soulless to me. Just so soulless. But would you rather be soulless? Would you rather be soulless, bobbing along, doing nothing, going backwards and, and, and claiming painting the turnstiles is a massive victory? Or would you rather be soulless, spending lots of money? Like, we, we all laugh at Derby because secretly we all think, yeah, they're, they're a bit of a mess. But at least they have a bit of a mess. And every year as a fan, you've got a little bit of expectation where you think this could be the moment that they finally get it right. Every summer at town, we always think, who's being sold this week? Yeah, I get that. I feel like probably the, the good model, and I've said it last week on the show, is the, is the, the Portsmouth one. I just feel like that's a real connection within the community. It, it's more than just, you know, Houston's haven't won a trophy since, what, 92? Actually held his trophy aloft in the stadium, the first team trophy since 92. So we're not used to winning trophies, right? So therefore, just put that on the back burner a second. We need to get into a position now where we're back connecting with our fan base because we're so fractured, even with off the back of the... The Evan statement this week. I keep driving this. We need to. We need to be more community focused and people from Suffolk involved in the club. It's interesting, Matt. You're on about Evans, and then I, I look. I'm not going to name names, but I sent you that message this morning from an ex-player. I yeah. tried to get to do something for the podcast, and he said, yeah. "I'm not interested with Ipswich Town at the minute. I want to keep myself as far away as possible." And he's not the only one. You know, you've got a lot of ex-players and not yeah. happy how the clubs run, and that is really yeah. sad. Really sad. How can you say that about Ipswich Town? I don't want anything to do with them at the moment. I find that unbelievable to me. Unbelievable to me. But, you know, while we're talking about Evans, right, he, he quite rightly used to, uh, got criticism over that. I won't be swayed into the same mistakes again, which was a very odd line and really stuck out like a sore thumb in that. You know, when you come from a comms background, to see that written in there, that's kind of inflammatory, wasn't it? Because it was kind of saying, you forced me into getting rid of McCarthy. Other than the interview he did and I posted it, the quote where he actually said, I sat down with Mick and we 100% agreed that the role would run its course. But, you know, but there was a three things that I actually took out of the Evans statement, which maybe hasn't got as much coverage because of the other stuff. One was his to strengthen his resolve to ring fence funds to keep our academy running. Fantastic. Could easily have sold players in the summer, but decided against it. Not player downs, players decided against it. Drilling our patterns of play into everyone at the club, along with our style of play. And we know when McCarthy was manager, the first team played a very different style of football to the kids that were coming through in the under-23s and below and below that. So there were three positives that I took out of that statement. I don't agree with what he said on the, the, the mistakes thing. Like I think that was a nonsense. But that was three positives I could find from that statement. Talk me through those again, because I'm I'll, and I'll reply with each one. What, what was the first so, one? The first one was he, he strengthened to resolve to ring fence funds to keep the excellent academy running. He owns the academy, and the academy is what keeps him from putting more investment into the club. So if he wants to put less investment in the club and have a Flynn Downs come through in five years' time, he needs to do that. Yeah. Next one. But, but at least he's got that resolve to do it. Look at Brentford. They haven't got, they haven't got an academy now. I feel like me saying I've got resolve to pay the mortgage. Like if I want to also, if I want a roof over me, Ed, I want to keep paying the hmm. mortgage. It'd be interesting, wouldn't it, if Brentford got relegated into the third tier again without an academy, bearing in mind you can have that salary cap and everything. But yeah, it's another conversation. Um, Clearly, have sold players in the summer, but they decided against it. So that would have been an easy option. Pandemic, that's why they didn't go. But fair play to him. Fair play to him. He, he, he could have said, "Okay, yeah, pandemic cup. You know, we'll do two million. But he didn't. Fair play. I'll hold my hands up. Yeah, okay, Marcus, got me there. The next one. Mm. Drilling our patterns of our pattern and style of play into everyone at the club. Handcuffing a manager to a certain style. 
Like, if you employ a manager, you employ a manager and you say, right, you're the gaffer, you do what you need to do. If, you have, if you're building a house, you employ a foreman and an architect and you say, right, this is what I want. I want four beds, two bathrooms, blah, blah, blah. You don't then come here and lay bricks yourself. Like, are you the manager or the owner? Are you both? I think it's I think it's leadership from the top in it. I mean, Barcelona do that across all their age groups. And I actually think, in you know, when I was working at Wembley, all the England teams were drilled into the fact they would play the same style of football. I think it makes sense within a, a, a club setup. Otherwise, you've got that thing where McCarthy was playing hoofball <laughs> and then you go down into where Brian Clue was, was looking after the kids and they're playing nice one, two touch game. It's, you know, you need everyone playing at the same style. Oh, no, I don't disagree with that. Don't disagree with that at all. Just um, like when we've read previously about him getting more involved in the day-to-day and being more I think around. that's a positive. Well, it is, but equally, positive. you're not the manager. You ain't got any coaches, no, managers. But he's, he does yeah. own the club currently. He's the custodian yeah. of the club currently. That scares me, though, when they say he's getting more involved in the football side. <laughs> it does me as well. No. Like you said before, Matt, if, or I think it might be you, mind. Marcus Evans is the owner. We know that. You go away, Marcus. You let someone. So someone for me... It would be a chief executive, someone like Terry Butcher. You know, he's linked to the club, played. I think he could be that sort of link. I really, I really do. It needs to be someone with knowledge and a contact book and all the things that you know. Like, I want to say it again, Joe Royal. You know, the reason why we were so successful under Royal was a he was a good manager, but b he had a contact book so big. If you needed a midfield player, yeah, Allah Dave, that favour you owe me. You got yeah. a midfielder sitting in your reserves. Tony did it. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, he wasn't the greatest player in the world, but he came when he needed. Oh, Chef Big shorts. Size of his shorts. Huge, yeah. What, what I took out of the Evans statement was we've now, it seems to me that's that, that one line about, but yeah, I'm not going to be swayed, etc. It's really odd. That worries me. Have we got an owner that's now paralysed by fear? Doesn't want to make a decision about anything in case it's wrong. In case he's... Swade, Swade was a very funny line. I reckon that paragraph was rewritten a few times. I can't believe that got went through as the first edit. But it, it showed to <laughs> me he didn't, he's not got convictions and actions anymore. Like he wasn't sure then, and he's definitely not sure about the situation now. Like you, mm. surely, when you make a decision, like if I'm having roast beef for dinner, that's a conviction. I'm making a decision. You made the decision, Marcus, to sack Mick, hire Paul, do this. Do that, like we're so far removed from that situation. Why is it even mentioned anymore? Mm. And it's not forget it's his own objective, which was to get us into the Premier League as quickly as possible. <laughs> now we're in the third set. Like said the statement needed to be short, sharp, to the point. By the end of it, you're just bored. It's just a load of drivel. Well, it was really Absolutely. welcoming fans back to the ground, wasn't it? But then it, go, it starts going into. Are we other talking things. about that? Are we talking? Are we still got time to talk about fans? Because you've got all the time in the world, my boy. Don't worry. <laughs> problem up there. I'll be just happy you in a minute. Through, I'm going out for lunch. Hence, I'm in the shirt. <laughs> so, um, talk to me about this Twitter thing. Uh, I've, uh, these, these are my two items now. So, first of all, the Twitter thing, um, the unfollow brigade. What is all this about for those that aren't on Twitter? Statman, Statman, come up with it. Right, so we're going to unfollow the football club, but go into the ballot, right? Not me. I've just unfollowed the club. It's the only way you can make a protest right now, isn't like, it? Unfollowing the football club has to be the most peak 2020 thing I've seen. We've still got 170k followers, Matt. I looked this morning. It's still the same. <laughs> like, right, they'll, they'll sit in the up. back end. They'll sit right, in the Marcus, back end of their analytics. Yeah, but Marcus down. phones up and he goes, hello, Lee. How many fans in the ballot? 4,000, Marcus. Brilliant. Oh, but Marcus, our Twitter following dropped by 5,000. All right. 
They know what's going on. They know there's a hashtag going on. And at least the bonus is you don't have to listen to Paul Lambert talking. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Something else I picked up, um, and I just wanted to, to, to share this with you. It was a, a news article, and it was labelled, or it's been labelled, Christmas is ruined, right? Oh. So the makers of celebration advent calendars have received brutal backlash after fans discovered what they've labelled as a sick joke behind its doors. Chocolate lovers have been forced to tuck into a bouncy bar for the Ooh. fourth day in a row, and they're <laughs> furious, reports the Daily Star. For the last two years, they've, uh, they've put it on number one, but this year it's been behind four doors, wow. and one person claimed it's ruined Christmas. I like bounces. I love them, but it's yeah. ruined Christmas. They used to do a dark chocolate one. You used to have a red wrapper, didn't it? Remember that? What's your favourite? Whisper. Whisper. We've turned into the Kings of Andrew, haven't we? <laughs> we do all bar. sorts. Yeah, favourite <laughs> chocolate bar. Uh, lime bar. Like, oh, no, they're, too, they're too much for my teeth. We've got eight. We have a weekend, we get football at half yeah. time. Up the ball for all. <laughs> I just saw it and I thought, Christmas is ruined. It's a bounty bar four <laughs> days in like a row. It's like that big. Just put it in the bin. <laughs> like, why is it ruined Christmas for you? <laughs> Talking of which, on Twitter, um, there is an account called Didn't Happen of the Year. Have you, have you seen it? Did you follow it? No. Um, they're, they're, they're things where you see a post. Hang on. Just, just, just pause. I, think, yeah. I thought you were not on Twitter. Um, well, uh, you see, I oh. see and know everything. <laughs> no, I was on there today because obviously on, on the day we have a show, I have to go yeah, on there yeah. To, to, yeah. to retweet Cruncher. Otherwise, he gets upset because his knickers are no. twist. Yeah. I don't think you actually retweeted this morning, did you? No, I couldn't be bothered. But um, no. no, I was too well, busy enjoying it. But there's, a, there's this Twitter account and it's posts that are made on social media and then they're, they're, they're brought to this account's attention. And every, every year they have a Didn't Happen of the Year awards. And I think they're kicking off tonight, right? And there's some absolute perlers. So if you are on Twitter, head there, okay. find it. Because some of them is brilliant, you know, like my three-year-old's telling me this or it's just absolutely brilliant content. Okay. And uh, Neil Peaks, be great to have KVY back. It will be. Stephen mm. Parry, the folk that offended by everything, get a grip. Uh, Adam Flats says, Topic, Top. Ashley Bell, Lion Bar, the proper dad chocolate bar, isn't it? Topic's proper eighties. Like Yorkies, right? That, that, that slogan of the 90s, that wouldn't be allowed today, would it, man? No, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, it certainly wouldn't. Right. Um, points prediction before we round up. Portsmouth and Burton. Cruncher, what's your points prediction? Well, I'm I'm in the ballot. I'm hoping tomorrow I get some good news. Um, MDF. No, I'm just. I'm just. Look. I've, He's in for the lads, isn't he? You're in for the crunch bunch, aren't you? Like before the boys wanted to go, and if I look, if I get a ticket, it will be a little bit of normality getting back into my life because. I haven't been to Portman Road since March. I know you two, you're not going to be in the ballot, which yeah. if you want to enter, you don't want to enter. Look, it's fine. Everyone's got their opinion. But if I do get a get a ticket, I'll be I'll be excited driving there on um Amy. No, we won't use that. Michael Brown, <laughs> hashtag MDF. Oh, go away. <laughs> hashtag. Um, get it but it's, it's like I said before, it's very important now to follow up the four points that we've got from these two away games. And, and people saying, oh, yeah, Portsmouth, they're tough. Portsmouth are going to be fearing coming to Portman Road, you know. It shouldn't just be that we're scared of playing them. You know, we it's should already have. Been to Portman Road, Rich. Yeah. FA Cup. Mm. So how many they beat points, Pompey, Rich? Uh, they beat, uh, Pompey beat Pochester, didn't they? 
Yeah, two How nil. Many points? How many points? I'm going to go for four. Eric Clacton, uh, driving home. Six points, hopefully. No. Stephen Parry, six points as well. Stuart's gone four points like you have, Cruncher. Yeah, I go four. Matthew, what would you say? Um, I can see the thought process around four. I think we'll lose to Portsmouth. Because I'm still not, I'm not still not losing out to the fact that we weren't very good for seventy odd minutes yesterday. So I think we'll lose to Pompey, and I think we will beat Burton. So three points. Three points. Okay, I'm going to be Mr. Optimistic as always and say six points. Uh, Trevor says three points. Hey, if you can't be optimistic before it's happened, why, why even bother? Um, I think you'll get tickets, Cruncher. I just got a funny feeling that you're going to get tickets. Um, I, you know, call it a premonition. You'll be Look, there be, it's going to be different. It's not going to be. I, I was driving home today, and I, there was a uh, Watford fan, and he said it was a bit of a soulless. Yeah, he said it was a bit of a soulless experience going to the game yesterday. But I think Absolutely. I've watched it on the TV. There's only two thousand fans at these games, but it, like mm-hmm. the game yesterday, watching that game yesterday on the iFollow, it felt like a more of a proper game with people in the stadium. It did. Yeah. I agree. I just, that was good to see fans back. It was very good to see fans it back. It was. But then Plymouth are happy, or they're happier than Ipswich Town fans. I just feel, <laughs> and, it, and I'm not going to call anybody a certain title or what have you, because as you've said, going for it, don't go in for it. But I struggle, because obviously I was doing this role and doing the ticket as well, I see a lot of backlash. And I get a lot of flack for that behind me, right? Or for my opinion on this man here. Now, I'm not in the ballot. And obviously, I, people, people, people would say, Paul Lambert fan, ah, oh, Martin Lambert, right? I'm not in the ballot. So when I have people come in here and, and sort of slam their fists down, get really passionate and say, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, but I'm in the ballot, I just think it's a wasted opportunity because for the first time ever, we've, we've, it's now, what, nine months since we went to a game? Yeah. So you've got nine months where it's almost become a habit not to go. What a statement to say no. I'm refusing to come back until that man there is removed because I don't like him and I want other things to change as well, but we'll get to those after he's been removed. Because we had all the good, the feel-good stories on the news about how fans have come back and it's all good. You've never had a story that said fans are allowed back, but they refused. That's international news. It's in Ashley Mel's comment. They look like Crunch's name in the ballot. Check Twitter. See, doesn't follow the club on Twitter and put it in the bin. They may well do. No, I think 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 they'll they'll let you in. Look, a lot of people won't go because obviously their feelings towards the manager and the owner. But then you have to, a lot of people, and I've seen a few people on Twitter that over the weekend, Martin, saying, working from home, you know, they've been working from home. We can't go anywhere. You know, you can't go to the pub. You can't meet your friends. And if you go to the football every weekend and you've been used to doing it, it's a little bit, like I just said, it's a bit of a return to normality. You know, you go in... With, I know you've got to go in your bubble. You're not going to be able to meet your mates. So I think like a lot of the older people won't go, obviously, because they'll be afraid of COVID. And you'll get your your lads and that who normally meet up and go to the pub, a few beers, you know. They're not going to go. But for people like me, you know, going with my boys is a big part of my life. That. It's, a big, yeah. it's a big part of me because, obviously, I don't see them every day. And it's going to the football just driving there, chatting like normal. And, and I know we're going to have to sit there. We have to go. You're going to have to have a mask on. I'll probably get there, Matt, and my temperature will be over 37.6 and I'll have to bloody drive back home, won't I? That'd be <laughs> if I get a ticket, I'll be happy. If I don't, I, personally, I'd rather have a ticket on Boxing Day, if I'm honest, because I've not I've not entered for Burton because it's a midweek game. One of my lads, he does football training, and it's a bit of a faff getting there. 
So I'd rather go Boxing Day against Northampton because for me, Christmas is all about football. You, you go on your Boxing Day, you go New Year's Day. So if I didn't get a ticket for Portsmouth and I got a ticket for Northampton on Boxing Day, I'd be happy. But look, if I get a ticket, if I get a ticket, driving to the ground, it'll be great. The thing is, I get that, and I get all of the reasons. I was going to, I won't, won't call them excuses. I'll call them all the reasons. I get, <coughs> I get all of that. But we've gone nine months. You're talking about one game because the moment Marcus Evans phones up and asks how many fans are in the ballot and the answer is a big fat zero or 100 or 400, because not everyone will do this, 400. He's not going to blink twice about why they're not coming back because of the manager. Well, okay, we might have to make a change then. Like you're sending a clear statement and it's one ninety minutes where you have to listen to music, go for a walk, watch it on iFollow. One game. There's, there's, not, there's Boxing Day, there's Burton, there's other games coming up. This is your golden opportunity. It's never been, never been, ever been had by a generation ever before and hopefully never again to, clear, to make a clear statement to the owner. It will make international news. It will be one of those fun pieces in San Diego where, if you could, would you? Well, fans in Suffolk, they're not returning. This is why. And we've got some reporter making the news story because this is something that no club will ever do. And it's just a golden opportunity to say, we're not happy. You want us back? We want to come back, but we want change. Because once you're back and it's a regular thing again, Crunch, you'll have a banner, you'll shout, you'll scream, but it won't send the same message. It's not the same opportunity. And, I, and that's, where I'm, that's where I'm at it. And I'm probably still Mr. Patient, you know, hold fire. But I see, I, I do get the reasons. And I'm not saying any fan is whatever, from Clapper or, or otherwise, for being in the ballot. I get it. Everyone's got their own reason. I just think that's my personal opinion on it. I'll probably get a ticket and then next Sunday moan like hell when I on it. Why did I go and <laughs> it? Which I'll stay at home. <laughs> you know, but that's just my point. And um, I see Amy Down says, huge statement, but if I had the chance to go again, I would. Football is life. Some of us have no chance of going until next, next season, possibly even longer. And I get that, and football is life. But what do you want the football club to give you in your life? Happiness? Unhappiness? Like, are you that unhappy? Like, you've got to make a, a, a stand if you're that passionate. But Marcus, with the owner, the owner's not going anywhere. He owns this bottom line, though, isn't it? He it's ain't going anywhere. Line. He's going nowhere. Whatever. Exactly. If you go but or you don't go, it's still here. He stormed the pitch for Duncan saying, sack the board, sack the board. The board didn't get sacked. They just sacked the manager. Because every time you say, right, owner, you've got to go... What's the nearest lucky they can sack the manager? Because they can't mm. sack themselves. <laughs> Very true. Do you know what I mean? You know, mm. and in, in Dunker's case, I think the board moved around the table one spot, didn't they? So Sheepshanks became chairman. So they, they did, in a way, they, you did sack the board. But when you were screaming "sack the board," you didn't quite mean sack the board. You meant. I'm out. I think I was about. I was about twelve anyway. I remember oh, standing. I, it, I was in the Pioneer Stand, Matt, and I remember when they ran on the picture of the banners, and they were all running around the back of the dressing rooms. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> the John Duncan era. That's the first Andy side season ticket at that era, yeah. Right. I think we're done. I think we've chewed the fat as long as we possibly can. Um, we're back Saturday, 2.30 for the no, ticket. No, we're not. We're back Friday night. Keep, oh. an, eye on our, keep an eye on our Twitter this week for... Avalanche. Mm. Yes, Matt, there's an avalanche. Yeah. Oh, there's an avalanche coming. But until there then, with love, with care, um, I'm going to leave you with the sultry tone of mr phillips i'm sure you can buy this somewhere uh can they buy it somewhere matt it's on itunes yeah you can stream on spotify 
Yeah, just. Wow. I'm not going to tell you, Matt. I'm not going to tell you on air what Ollie said when I played oh, it to him after football training on Thursday night. <laughs> it was. <laughs> you are a cruel man, but I love it. It's a right earworm. But do I? You get it in your head. I said to him, once you get it in your head, you'll be going to bed singing that. You will. No, honestly, oh, yeah. honestly. I've got a little bone to pick, Matt, in the video as well. I'm, I'm a bit um, anal. So why was the uh, rug not flat? <laughs> I don't know. Multiple tacks. Yeah, it's just one that got through. <laughs> got through the edit. If you want to talk about the video, there's a bit of the video. You can find it on YouTube. Matt, how can they find it on YouTube? You just put in Ghost Station Christmas Telly, you'll find it. There's a bit where you're all singing and the sheet, and you look well and truly disinterested. You're like, can't bother. It's my song. I've written it, but I can't be asked to sing this. I mean, you know. It's like four, five, like four or five years ago, so I'll have to go back and have a look. Right, well, here it is. Hello, and welcome to Portman Road. This sound indicates an important alert. 